Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Geico's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. More power to you. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio. Featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Insights, everyone, and the latest installment in our Masterclass educational series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil. I'm joined today by my special guest co-host, Danielle Gibbon, who has served as channel for Mother Mary since 1994, allowing Mother in her distinct voice to share universal truths and lend guidance, and lend guidance for the human journey. Danielle and Mother Mary join me on the second Wednesday of each month at 3 p.m. Eastern. After a brief discussion with Danielle, she will allow Mother to come through to speak. Please note that we do not take live calls from listeners during segments with Mother Mary and Danielle. Danielle has connected with people worldwide to introduce them and allow them to deepen their experience of Mother's loving grace through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events to inspire individuals to awaken and expand their consciousness. Visit Beloved Publications. Visit, bu- visit BelovedPublications.com to learn more about Danielle and Mother's courses and events and to purchase their book, Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, Building a Loving Relationship with Yourself That Will Transform Your Life. If you'd like to follow Mother's teachings more closely, you can do that in several ways. You can tune into Danielle and Mother's appearances on Conscious Talk Radio on the second Friday of each month. Simply visit ConsciousTalk.net to access those segments. Visit the Mother Mary channel on YouTube to access tremendously profound videos of Mother speaking on a variety of subjects. New videos are uploaded every two weeks. And on my website, you can review the archives of our discussions. That is spiritualinsightsradio.com. And I've also assembled links to Mother's videos and discussions on ConsciousTalk.net to give you a central place to access all of the material. So if you're not sure where to go or what you're looking for, I've made a very concise list for you to go through the topics and hear about what you feel you need to learn on any particular day. So we would also welcome your thoughts and feedback on any of the material. Well, today we're going to talk about manifestation, so let's welcome Danielle back to the show, and we'll see what comes through today. Hello, Danielle. Welcome back. Hey, Charlotte. It's great to be here, as always. Always. I get. I, I so love this segment. I think it's my favorite of all the segments I do on the show. Oh, thank you. That's so mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
it's always it's always such a, a rush of energy. It feels really good. Yes, she uh, mother definitely provides that. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> so how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And I really like the topic that has been chosen for our show today. Mm-hmm. I know it's one that is. Uh, near and dear to everybody, I think. I don't know anybody who isn't interested in manifestation, that's for sure. Um, But uh, I I think I like your idea of sort of breaking it down into its parts and looking at it not as mm, the sort of random thing that just kind of happens, maybe, maybe not. Um, but looking at it as uh, a practice, you know, something that you consciously cultivate. Mm -hmm. Uh Absolutely. Danielle, I'm hearing a little bit of that echo again. Is there any, anything you can do to make an adjustment with volume or something? Uh, I can try with volume. I, you know, I'm not the tech person, so I don't know. And now I don't hear it. Now you don't hear it? Yeah. Is that better? Yes. Oh, great. Okay, so it was the volume. Okay, great. I'm glad you knew that because I didn't. Okay. <laughs> hey, we all learn as we go. Um, yeah, but I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you. You had a, a very special event after our last segment. How did that go? Oh, it was fantastic. Thank you for asking. Uh, I did my annual retreat. And uh, it's a four-day retreat in the North Georgia mountains in uh, Dahlonega, Georgia. And, oh, it was just gorgeous. We we had perfect, stunning fall weather. The people were amazing. And the subject that that Mother focused on was being a light bringer. And, like, how to... uh, call the light, hold it, and then share it with others. And it was, it was spectacular. I, I enjoyed it so much. It sounds wonderful. Mm-mm-mm. Well, so when ter- in terms of manifestation, I think we can cover a variety of things. I think, um, there's the echo again. Um, I think it boils down to figuring out where you are in the process of whatever you're trying to manifest. Does that make sense? I think, yes, I I agree. I agree. For instance, take you and me, you, you've had some major changes in your life and you had to manifest certain things and go step by step in that process. And right now I'm in the process right before that happens. So I'm in preparation mode. Yeah. So in my life, I'll be, I'll be turning 50 at the end of the year, and so I feel that a lot of things are going to be opening up, and so I'm preparing for that. And um, we've had uh, some life changes recently. Ellen's mother passed away, and mm-hmm. so there's no reason to remain where we are, so I'd like to move back to Orlando. So I'm, mo- I'm working on manifesting that and preparing energetically to make that a smooth transition and then to make sure that the energy is nice and uh, tidy, shall we we say? We don't want any extra energy (laughs) hanging on, any anchors or emotional uh, baggage that can be left behind, so to speak. 
Make sense? Right. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think that's wise in looking at manifestation as even having a preparatory period. Um, and I certainly look at it that way uh, because, of course, the manifestation itself is somewhat the end product or the end event of, you know, so really the, the, the massive part of it is the preparation and allowing yourself to get in alignment with what's coming as opposed to uh, trying to fight what's coming. Uh, I think that's a, that's a really important place to start is to look at resistance to change. You know, because when you feel change coming, and for you, of course, Charlotte, and myself, and I'm sure everybody that listens to your show, you know, we're all very sensitive people. And so feeling that something's coming is pretty common, I, I think, with most of us. And the, the very first place to start, I feel, is to address uh, the fears, the resistance, like you said, you know, you don't want to take the baggage with you, but you also want to look at the baggage to make sure that what you're manifesting is really going to support your life, that it's what you want to happen, that it's going to be a joyful, uh, good thing that is coming into your life. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, difficult when we when we keep throwing in all of our fears uh, about just the broad fear of change and mm-hmm. the broad fear of not getting what we think we want or need. Um, you know, what's that thing that is going to manifest? What's this, the thing that's coming? What's it going to look like? You know, and, and is it going to be right? And sometimes it's easy to get so lost in, in that fear cycle that we don't get to be a conscious participant, um, a, a conscious participant in the actual process of manifestation. So I, I feel the best place to start is, is to face the initial fears about what's coming. So how are you doing that? Well, I love the way you said that. Uh, in so far as alignment, because that's the, I think the first step is okay. Determine where you are in the process. Are you way before? Are you in the middle? Are you near the end? And then are you in alignment, like you said, with your desires and just everything you just said? I mean, address your fears and resistance, because um, I have here in my notes. Let go of any fears about the future change outcomes and obstacles so like you said the fear cycle everything gets thrown into your mind like well what if this happens and all the worst worst case scenarios and are one of our favorite words inconveniences and things that make it not go smoothly or mm-hmm. as you pictured and it doesn't meet your expectations your hopes um and then your attachments can come into play what do you do i need to let go of something in order to gain and that can be frightening as well and so where I am is 
in alignment with it. I, I want to move and I have downsized and donated and, and uh, decluttered, packed. I don't know where I'm going yet, but I want to be energetically prepared. So I'm starting with my environment. And yeah. so to, to give it a broader sense, no matter what anybody wants to manifest, you can start with yourself and then go outward into your environment and make those changes that you need to, to make in order to allow more energy in. So I like to speak to if, if, you, if you're going to bring energy in, you have to clear out some energy, whether it's in your heart center, in your mind, in your home, so, so that new can come in. Otherwise, if you're already full, then there's not a lot of room for change. So you want to make room for change mentally, right. emotionally, and, and physically. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, what, I, what I also do is I ask divine, the divine for their assistance, uh, meditation for clarity and a, and a calm mental state because little fears are going to come up, and that's okay. But as long as you don't resist them, you can move forward. And so it might feel a little wobbly sometimes or back and forth or side to side and like you're walking like a crab. But as you settle into it and let go of those fears, like, and just trust, it's all going to work out okay. It always does. Then you can make much more progress. And so yeah. that's where I am. I'm in that preparatory phase waiting to find out what the next step is. And that is such a great point uh, because I since and it's funny that we're both using the examples of our recent move. Um, my move happened a year ago, August, and uh, same thing that you're doing now. I spent a lot of time uh, recognizing the need to move. Uh, I didn't want to keep the house I was in. It was too big, too expensive. I'd just gone through a divorce. And, you know, my former husband and I tried to work out the possibility of keeping the house for the sake of our son, you know, to cut down on upheaval and all that kind of stuff. But it just wasn't working out. And more than anything, it felt like too much work for me uh, as a single who, you know, I was about to become or had just become a single mom. So it just felt like too much. It, it wasn't overwhelming, but it was too much. So recognizing that helped me to first really make the decision to move and that I needed a new place. I tried to stay open throughout the whole process. Uh, like I, I really wanted to stay in the town that we were living in. I was hoping that economics would not force me to live, you know, close by this town, but not in this town, because mm-hmm. I wanted my son to stay in the same school, this, you know, same school and all of that. So I, there were some things about the end product that I sort of knew or felt strongly about. And, but at the same time, I kept telling mother, I'm open, I trust you. And my mantra became, and this was key for me, Charlotte, absolutely key. Um, every morning I got up and when I did my, my knee practice, you know, in front of the, my altar and my writing and all that stuff that I do, meditation, prayer, every morning I said, today I choose faith over fear. And I would, that became my mantra. And I would say it over and over again, oftentimes throughout the day. And 
that helped tremendously. I mean, tremendously because old habits of mine are, it's easy for me to fall into self-pity and victim. Mm-hmm. And that one mantra kept me from sliding into that because it kept reminding me I have choice. I have the, the power of choice. I have the ability to do footwork, to get things done. And then I, too, became very proactive like what you're doing. I started packing because I knew I had to go. I couldn't afford this house, and I, it was too much for me. I didn't know where I was going or when I was going because our house was on the market, and I didn't know when it was going to sell. So I just started packing and taking things to the Goodwill and, you know, going through my son and I went through his room and what do you want to keep and what do you want to let go of? And, you know, all that, it was so great to feel that I was actively participating in the preparation process. And I was like yourself, I was very conscious that I was in the preparation process. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I did that helped me a lot, I did a lot of research. I wasn't sure if, because um, I, I live in a very small town, so I wasn't sure if there would be a house for sale in my price range when the house we were living in sold. So I tried to stay open to either renting or buying. I just left it up to mother. You know, I figured. She knows best. And so what I did was I started keeping track of both markets. Like I went online, I, in my price range, I looked at what was available for both rent and for buying. And Mm -hmm. I got a really great idea of what was sort of out there. And it helped me to what I call right size my expectations. Um, not to not to go into oh I'm only gonna be able to afford a piece of crap house you know I didn't go down that road, mm-hmm. um, but I did it did help me to become more realistic and not um, not let because what can also happen in stressful situations for me, which oftentimes I don't even realize I'm doing, I let my expectations run away with me. And then I set myself up for sometimes a very overwhelming period of disappointment. And then I get to shift into blame (laughs) and then self-pity and then victim. Like there's, I know my cycle. Do you know what I mean? Those are and some so, of my favorites. I think, what is, you know, I have, to, I have to be careful of the components of my cycle when I'm in a period of manifestation. Right. So that all helped tremendously. I, I felt like the period of preparation was my time because I have no control over when my household, what next house is on the market, renting, buying. You know, I have zero control over that. Mm-hmm. That's all in mother's court. But the preparation, I did have control over. You know, I, I packed my boxes um, 
slowly and methodically. I didn't kill myself two days before the move by trying to right. pack and lift every box. You know, I took my time because most of us have tons of stuff. We only use once a year or once, you know, there's things in storage closets. All those things can get packed. And, you know, the uh, the bread maker that you haven't used in three years. <laughs> like, do I want to keep it or should I pack it now? Right. And it, I felt, and I don't know if you're feeling that with your preparation time, but I felt so much more empowered. I was informed. I was doing things in a way that was not hectic and frantic and crazy. Um, and that was so empowering for me. Yes. Yeah. And this this isn't the first time I've had to do it. There's that echo again. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you take a look at that because that, I, it's difficult to edit it because it's so close together. Yeah, if I turn the volume down much more, I'm not going to be able to hear you. I don't think so. Well. I wonder. I wonder if I should turn. No, that's not. Is that better? Let me see. Let me talk. That's better. But can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can. I can. Okay. All right. It, it just gets a little difficult to edit it, and I want it to be such a, you know, I always want these to be perfect transmissions for our discussions. Um, oh, I hear you. That echo is terrible. I get it on my cell phone sometimes. It drives me crazy. So oh, is it okay. better right now? Yes, it is. For now, okay. but we'll see. <laughs> um, what was the question? Uh, oh, this wasn't, this isn't the first time I've had to do it. Before I moved to Florida, and um, before I, I think it was before I realized I was moving, but I felt a change in the air. And so that year for Christmas, any gifts that I'd gotten, I didn't take them out of the boxes. I put them in a pile in the corner of the living room, and then I started packing things and doing this. And then I found out I was moving to Florida. And so <laughs> then I could speed up the process. And so it, it went in a certain way that wasn't, you know, really smooth. The triggers for me are not having a plan. And so not knowing when and a destination and how and stuff like that. I'm good for the most part with free falling. Um, but I am a Capricorn and I do like to have a destination and so that I can be organized and precise about it. And so yeah. there's that element. But um, what was I going to say? I, I know what you're saying about how, you know, leaving the details up to them, you know, to decide. And, and that certainly happened in other times in my life. Um, but right, right at the moment in, in this time period, I am trying not to sweat the details, that kind of thing. Yes. And that, not easy. And, and that's where the real work and, and effort comes in is to – you know, daily keep your anxiety levels down. Um, like you were saying earlier, you know, uh, really doing what you can to stay um, centered, to stay focused, um, grounded, to not kind of veer off onto destructive uh, distractions. Um, mm-hmm. And I had, and I tell you, because. And I've moved so many times. Oh, my gosh, Charlotte. I, I'm a professional mover, really. 
<laughs> I've moved so many times. That's a and, that's a part of what I'm feeling because I've moved a lot of times too, and yeah. now I'm feeling like not again. Oh, you know? I know. So that know. comes up for me. Yeah, I I really thought yeah. I had a friend tell me that you know this is sort of the new norm for people like us that you know things are changing. Spirit is moving us in in so many different ways that it's best to just accept that we may not be the kinds of people who put down roots in a place, but we put down roots in our life so that no matter where we go, uh, we are rooted and we are grounded and we're strong in what we're doing and where we are at that period. Um, so I had such gratitude for the preparation period. Uh, our house ended up being on the market for quite a few months, and it gave me the time that I needed. And that was a big validation that Mother was looking out for me because I was able to pack. We had time. It was uh, through the summer. So, you know, uh, we didn't move in the middle of my son's school year, which was really great. He got to finish out. He goes to the same school because we're such a small town. But, you know, when you're in school and you're a kid, that can be just so, it was hard enough. You know, the divorce was hard enough for him. So the fact that we put it on the market in March for spring and we didn't sell it until July that was awesome because we had plenty of time to figure things out. Uh, my son was out of school. Uh, it worked out beautifully, but you'll love, you'll love this part. <laughs> you know, I had a real estate agent. I've been looking, 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 looking. And of course, as soon as we got an offer on our house, that's when, uh, you know, it's sort of like that's when the trigger goes off. You've got 30 you're like in a race, you know, and the, the, where they shoot the gun to start the race, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I had 30 days, right. To figure out my living right. situation. And that was, uh, yeah, that was stressful. And I knew I accepted that, you know, each part, each part of the way, I just accepted that I was going to be stressed and I stepped things up. I spent more time in meditation. I made more, calls to friends for support. Uh, I asked for help along the way uh, more and more because I knew that my stress level was going to be climbing as each sort of piece of it happened. So I didn't beat myself up for stressing out over certain aspects of it. I, I was really kind to myself and very understanding, very compassionate. And Uh so then the clock's ticking and there's nothing available <laughs> in either the rental market or right. the the purchasing market, right? So, you know, the day goes and the next day goes and the next day and I'm like, okay, mother, I'm choosing faith over fear. I'm choosing faith over fear. It, it became almost like a constant mantra at that point, you know? Right. And, um, the sale, everything seemed to be going fine and no problem. And then two weeks after we got an offer on the house, I was 
because I had programmed like alerts from like multiple websites to tell me when something in my price range came on the market, right? Right. So I got the alert. I looked at the the house and they had just just put a picture, one picture of the outside and some description, you know, on the listing. There were no inside pictures. And I knew right away that was my house. Okay. Right away. I, I called the, my real estate agent and I said, okay, Nate, I, I want to look at this right now, right away. And he said, well, I can do it tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. And it's empty, so we don't have to ask anybody, you know, to make arrangements with people living there because nobody's living sure. there. And I thought, oh, that's fabulous. So we drive over there and I saw the house. I just knew I was pretty positive when I got out of the car. We were the first people to look at it, apparently, and walked in, and I knew right away. It was, it was a relatively new house, and it was in my price range. It was all just right. And I, you know, I, I turned to my real estate agent, and I said, how do I get this house? And he said, well, you know, you got to make a full price offer because I'm thinking this is going to go really fast. I said, okay, I can do that. I hope. <laughs> Talked to my mortgage broker, and I was like, okay. Hey, over here. Can we do it right now? He said, yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll, I'll go right to the office, and I'll do it right now. And he yep. said, and I also encourage you to write them a letter, uh, an email uh, to, the, to the owners, and tell them about yourself and your son and, what, you know, that you're looking for a house and a little bit about who you are. And I'd never heard of that. I'd never heard of that. And I thought, what a great idea. So I went home, I wrote an email, and I included this picture of myself and my son and our two dogs that I had taken like just months ago when we were hiking. And it was such a cute picture. And I sent, I wrote him a letter, you know, how perfect your house would be and that I'm a single mom just starting out again and, you know, how old Ivan was and all this kind of stuff. And they loved it, Charlotte. They nice touch. loved it. They gave me the house. And not only that, not only did they sell me their house, but there was a discrepancy. So the, so the, house, the house I was in was going to sell a week before the closing on the new house. So I had a week of no place to live. Ooh. They, let us, they, they let me rent that house for that week from them until the financing and everything went through on purchasing it. Nice. And are you ready for the best part? Sure. The house is on Faith Street, as in have faith street. <laughs> and, and it's on my real estate agent, when he's showing it to me, he said, oh, you probably didn't know this, but these this little row of houses um, – is on the site of an old church that used to stand yeah. here, right? And yeah. I said, get out of town. He said, no, 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 it's a, this is a church up here. And I thought, oh, mother. <laughs> that, that part I knew. I, I think I'd forgotten about the Faith Street, but that, yeah, I love this story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then uh, after I moved in, my neighbors were so nice and came over to introduce themselves, and they were awesome. And one of the women said, uh, yeah. I went to church here uh, most of my childhood, and I raised my kids 
here in this church. She said, you'll never, and you probably don't know this, but your house sits where the sanctuary was. So Mm -hmm. not only am I on Faith Street, on the site of an old church, but my house is on consecrated ground. Right. (laughs) It's so cool. I knew as soon as she told me that, I thought, oh, my goodness, what (laughs) What have you got up your sleeve, mother? (laughs) And it reminds me of other times in my life, whether it's moving or or buying a car. Um, Sometimes you just have to wait for it because it takes time to manipulate matter. That's right. Like for for my my favorite car that I just had to get rid of with tears in my eyes, Um, Mm -hmm. it took longer to get it. And Jesus kept saying, just, it's going to take a little while. And I didn't get it. And he wasn't being specific. It was just, trust me, trust me. I said, I do trust you. I just, you know. And so on one day, as I was waking, he said, you are golden, because I really wanted a gold color car. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, thank you. And I didn't quite get it. But then the next night, Alan came in and said, put your sneakers on. Let's go car shopping. And there it was. Perfect. But. Yeah. It wasn't at the car lot yet because the person who owned it hadn't died yet. Oh my it's God. like, it's like, yeah, it was owned by a little old couple and it came complete with a CD, the greatest hits from world war two. But, and, and, and for the listeners, you know, a lot of people call into the show and they want to know when they're going to find a relationship or their soulmate. And sometimes I often have to tell them they're coming, but you have to yeah. wait because they're in a relationship right now, or they just got out of one and they need to get back to themselves. And they're not ready for you yet. So you never know why you have to wait or where the pieces fall into place. Just trust that they will. The hard part of my situation. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you have more preparation to do. That's also you part know, of it. Like you're, you're working on yourself. It needs uh-huh. to be longer because there's more that you have to do in order to get ready. Right. People don't like hearing that, but that's often the no. case. <laughs> no, they, they want don't. you know because they want someone to come in to change everything and and liven it up. But the difficult part of what I've been experiencing is that I knew um, that there would be um, an option like either we can buy this place or we leave, and I didn't tell Alan because of his situation with his mother and then he had a medical situation. And so I didn't want to add to his stress. So I held it in and then he sees me coming in with boxes, looks at me and didn't quite ask like, what you doing? Oh, I'm just organizing here. I'm going to throw all this stuff away. Okay. He's so easy going that he didn't suspect that anything was going on. But when I started bringing in bigger boxes, he says, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I, said, I said, sit down. Let's have a talk. And and he's and so you know the, the medical situation is under control and his mother is home in heaven and not suffering anymore and that's a wonderful thing and so I said well I've been kind of keeping this in because I didn't want to add to your stress you had enough to deal with but here's the situation we have an option to either buy the condo or or move and I I think I'd like to move he says I don't know I think I'd like to buy it and so we don't know where that's going to go but. It was an interesting conversation, and so the energy is freed up so that we can, you know, make a choice and move forward, and we'll see what happens. Either way, I know it'll be fine, uh, but I am ready for a change, and 
the other thing to this whole experience is right now, especially this month, the energy is very intense. And yeah. so I just, I'm very sensitive to it. Like energetic pressure feels like barometric pressure to me. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. That's a great way to put it. I never thought and, of it that way, but that's exactly it. I can feel it on my skin, so to speak, yeah. and I and I feel all this pressure, and I just say, okay, you're feeling pressure, and okay, there's change. Maybe it has something planetary. Maybe there's solar flares. Maybe there's um, something to do with the ascension, and this is just part of it. What are you letting go of? What are you holding on to? You know, I ask myself those questions, and then I start asking I can close my eyes and ask other people questions and, and get what answers that uh, would help me be in the moment. And so that's where I am. And so mother assures me everything will be fine. And I believe her just like you. And I trust her. It's just the hard part is I don't have a plan. (laughs) So for me, it feels a little weird, you know, I do. I do. And, um, and I, I think that, you know, we can use the energy that is available to us to help with the manifestation. Um, you know, the more clear we are about what we need uh, that end product to be or that end situation to be, the easier it is, I think, for, you know, the universal forces to, to bring that to us. Mm-hmm. Um, to go back to the example of my house, I didn't want to, you know, I knew what I needed. I needed um, a house with good neighbors because of my son, because I have a young son. Uh, Things are so different. You know, if it's just just adults, uh, it's one thing. But when there's kids in the mix, it's very different, like what your needs are. Mm -hmm. Um, I needed a house that... Uh, well, had enough bedrooms, and, you know, I wanted an extra bathroom, even if it was just a half bathroom, Um, you know, so there were some certain things that I I felt I really needed, Um, and because I'm a single mother right now, and I don't really have um, handyman skills so much, I also needed a house that was in relatively good shape. Like I right. would not be able to buy a house that was built in 1901 and had never been restored. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not where I'm at in my life. And right. I also needed to have a small amount of property. Um, I didn't want a gigantic yard uh, front or back. Uh, but I needed enough of a backyard that I could build my separate office where I have right. my film studio and my, I, well, it's just my office where I work because I, I can't work in my home because my son's off school all summer. And I have a hard time uh, as a person uh, working where there's a lot of distractions. I have two dogs. They bark at everything and everybody, <laughs> You know, and and then my son, you know, he comes home early from school and he's home all summer and all the holidays. So I hope he doesn't have a a drum set or a tuba. (laughs) Thank goodness. No, he doesn't. Oh, good. But at the same time, instead of spending my time getting clear on or or. So here's the thing where I kind of diverge with people on on manifestation. Like, you know, the whole vision boards, these are all great, 
but I, I'm a little leery of, of trying to get so uh, into the details of what I want, what I want, what I want. I try to focus on what I know that I need, who I am as a person, and not be ashamed of what I need. Like, I, I'm not ashamed of the fact that I, I get distracted easily. You know, it would be great if I could just work in a corner. And as a matter of fact, I did have to work in the corner of our den while this was my office was being built. And it wasn't horrible, but it was, uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't film. I couldn't, there was all kinds of things I, I was very limited with. So figuring out like the size of the property, the size of the house based on my needs and also my son's needs, that. And then leaving the rest, you know, up to mother worked so beautifully, Charlotte, because it also helped me not to, again, get bogged down in disappointment because I also have the old habit of over-fantasizing about the way, you know, my dream house. It's like, ooh, I can't do that to myself. (laughs) No. Can't do that to myself. And, you know, oh, I want these kind of countertops and I want this kind of refrigerator. And, you know, those, because those are the details that then I could just spin my wheels for years trying to find that. So I look at who I am right now, you know, what's in the bank account right now. um, And I trust that if I focus on my needs as when I'm looking, that mother's going to bring me something awesome. And she did. She does every time, mm-hmm. every time. You should, you should see my new car. Um, the, so the thing I, I try to focus on the most is alignment and surrender. And, yep. but, and to your point about details, I often tell the listeners or clients, you know, when you set up so many specifics, you can limit what they can yes. deliver. They're not going to violate your free will, but if you insist on, like I did, a certain color, okay, it'll be gold, but you're going to have to wait for it. And so you you get impatient. But if you insist on what type of person you want and what they do for a living or the kind of job you want in the environment, when you go into so many specifics, you're limiting what what can be delivered because you – what's coming in is probably way better than you can imagine. And so your needs are met, and then there are extras, little perks that put a smile on your face and say yes this is perfect or this person is the one for me. Make sense? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I agree a hundred percent. So I, I do feel that if we focus on our needs, like what is, what really matters to us um, and, you know, having good neighbors was one of them for me. And the woman next door to us is fabulous. Charlotte, she's so kind and so wonderful and she, I can depend on her. She said, you know, anything you need. And, and as a single mom, having someone like that right next door, it, I, I live in a shack if I could have that. Do you know what I mean? Yes, it's comforting. Yes, what? like that is way more important than what kind of refrigerator is in the house. <laughs> right. What, what I need most is um, – privacy and I also need a room that I can set up like you have to start filming video and so that's not going to happen here Um, and whenever that comes into my life that phase I just need to be prepared I also 
um, mother said something about being in the right environment for when I turn 50 because my life is about to change. And so I recognize the importance of that. And you had said that 50 was great for you. And so I'm really looking forward to what opens up for me and how I can um, share that with you and everybody else. So it's a, it's a lot, but there's a smile on my face and, you know, for all intents and purposes, I am very happy. Uh, I just, I would just like to snap my fingers and hire a moving truck and say, come pick this stuff up. (laughs) And have a princess move. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't that be nice? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have a little time left. Uh, You know, we try to keep this to an hour. Do you want to bring mother through and we'll see what she has to add to our wonderful conversation? Absolutely. Hold on just a second. All right. I'll talk to you when you get back. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my wonderful co-host, Mother Mary. Hello, beloved ones. Hello, Mother. Welcome. Thank you, my dear. It's wonderful to be with you, Charlotte, here right now, and all those that are listening. It's so wonderful to speak to you again. So you are talking about manifestation, yes? Yes, ma'am. Right. So the point that I want to make to those that are listening is uh, what Danielle brought up about needs. All right. So your needs are important. They are important to you and they are important to us. We prefer that you are focused on fulfilling your needs because they are the easiest thing to co-create with you. Needs are much easier to manifest than wants. Right? So the way that you um, focus on your needs is to first spend some time with yourself trying to uh, understand the difference between wants and needs, all right? So there's nothing wrong with wanting something or uh, desiring something. No, no, nothing wrong with that. Uh, But if we're talking about uh, manifestation, when it comes to that, there is a much greater ease in manifesting what you need. So they feel different, right? So wants tend to be, and this is just uh, what they tend to be, they tend to be more outward focused, meaning that you want uh, things, possessions, uh, you want to live in a certain place, in a certain lifestyle, 
you want to um, be in relationship with uh, certain types of people, these tend to be your wants, all right? Desires, if you travel deep, let's call them heart's desires or soul desires. Desires tend to be something that you came into this life with, all right? They're like an energy that directs you uh, down certain paths because they really want you, uh, they really need to be experienced. They are uh, closely related to wants and needs, but they tend to be that energy that sort of drives the bus mm-hmm. or steers the bus. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because the desires say, we need to, uh, I desire the energy of this place, or I desire the energy of this person. I desire the experience that this configuration offers to me mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, right? Mm-hmm. Needs are those things in life that make your life happier, easier, and more fulfilling. They are geared, wants and needs are more uh, the energy of living as as a human being, right? Mm -hmm. And desires are more that uh, etheric soul-based energy that, hey, come on over here and try this and go down that road. So needs are those things, experiences, people, and most important, inner life. The needs speak to the inner life, right? How you care for yourself. What do you need? What types of people maybe you want to uh, be in relationship with, but really what are the types of people you need to be in relationship with? And I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone uh, needs or thinks, oh, they want um, that exciting person. He's so dynamic and uh, He's uh, very exciting and he's very sexy and I want to be in relationship with him. But as you get to know him, um, what happens is that he's a fine person, uh, he's a good person, but maybe uh, his beliefs um, do not support your own beliefs or uh, maybe he is the kind of person that struggles deeply with his anger or maybe he is the kind of person that loves drama that's very addicted to drama and you have to ask yourself okay I want him but do I need him is this the type of person that is going to uh, contribute to the fulfillment of my needs does he support, does his energy, does his behavior, does his actions 
and reactions, do they support my uh, happiness? Do they support uh, my loving way of uh, being? Does that make sense? It does. Mm -hmm. Uh, Does it make my life easier? Does this person make my life easier? Or does this person make my life harder? And you can still go for what you want. That is a choice, and it's up to you. But what can happen is you end up sacrificing your needs. And when you are not fulfilling your needs, when you are spending time in situations and with people who are not helping to you to fulfill your needs, then uh, your life will not be as happy. It will not be as fulfilling. You, the joy will not come easy. The manifestation will not come easy. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Right? So if you can start to feel out, how does it feel when I want something? How does it feel when my soul desires something, when my heart desires something? And how does it feel when I need something. And when you start to be able to tell the difference, when you get clarity on that, and you can do that by awareness first, when you use the word, oh, I want that. Well, how does that feel? Right there in the moment, how does that feel? Or like you spoke earlier, beloved, Mm -hmm. you have, You don't know why, you don't know where really it's coming from so much, but you have a desire to move. When you and Daniel spoke about, oh, you feel something coming, that's a heart desire. That's a soul desire, right? That's what's Mm -hmm. coming, is the desire is coming up inside of you, right? And then the need Well, there may be some things you want in a new home, uh, but what are the things that you need? If you establish that first, then oftentimes a few wants can be thrown in uh, and you end up with something spectacular. You spoke Mm. about an extra room, right, Uh, Mm -hmm. to do your work in. Now, Mm -hmm. for you to take the time, Let's say you hadn't done so already, although I know you have, beloved. But let's just pretend you haven't. The thought pops in. I want that extra room for work. I want to do my own videos. I want to do this or that. Um, Do I want it or do I need it? Sometimes it can be both. So you keep feeling it out. You think about the extra room. You contemplate it. Well, what would I do with that room? What, what would I put in it? How would I use it? And the more you think about it, the more you feel it out, you can then discover, you know, this feels like a need because the sole desire is for me to do videos with my service. Mm-hmm. to these masters that I am with, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the desire. Well, where are you going to do it? Where are you going to make your films, right? has to be somewhere. 
Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you start to think, you know, I need that room. I don't know what the rest of the house might look like or apartment or whatever. I don't know if I'll own that room or if I'll be renting that room. And maybe the room doesn't end up in my home at all. Maybe that room is somewhere else. But I'm renting office space or studio space or what have you. So you know that there's a need. And so you start to move out from there. When you identify that room as a need, it's so easy, beloved, for us to bring you just the right room for you to create what you feel you desire to create within that room. Does that make sense? It so does. And, wow, I just have the biggest smile on my face. Can I run something by you? Because the way you explain this, of course, is so much deeper than I have in the past. Tell me if I'm on the right track with what I tell people. Would that be all right? Of course, Bilal. Someone came to me and whatever, whatever it was about, you know, one of those quote-unquote random things, and then what comes out of my mouth might be something I heard for the first time. So I told the person, well, there's a difference between wants and needs. When it comes to needs, and I would show them the alphabetical letters that comprise the word, and you look at the energy of each letter and how it pulls together, I said need has a direct line of energy. And so it's easy for the universe to deliver directly to a need because of that direct line. Now, when it comes to wants, because what's involved are your hopes, your fears, your attachments, and expectations, it's much more chaotic, the energy, and so it's more difficult to deliver because you're hoping for something you might be afraid of. Are those, is that appropriate, an appropriate way to explain that? Or? Yes, wants tend to be more based in, um, as an offshoot of fears, the two main fears, right? There's only two, not getting what you want and uh, losing what you have, oh. right? That's about it. Everything else tends to stem from that as far as humans go. All right. So uh, right there, one of the primary fears of being human is want, right? So want tends to come from that belief uh, of lack, uh, that belief that you're not going to uh, be taken care of. It tends to stem from fear, but uh, not always, right? So let's say, for example, you get that room, right? And part of what you would, uh, you want that room to be, you want that room to be, you know you need it, right? You felt the desire to create these videos. That's the desire. Now you need right. a place to do it, right? So you've identified the room as a need. Don't know where it is yet, but it's a need. Now, then you say, and I want that room to be bright and sunny, or I want it to feel light, right? And then you find the house or the place, and the room is uh, painted a very dark, dark, dull color. Well, as a human, with a want, that's easily rectified, right? 
you can paint it. Mm-hmm. If you are renting it, you can ask the landlord, hey, I was hoping for a very sunny office. Can I paint this a very pale yellow instead of this very, very, very dark brown? And most likely the landlord is happy that his walls are getting, or her walls are getting a coat of paint. I'm sure uh, light yellow sounds lovely. So it's so much easier once the need is fulfilled to then uh, let your wants be fulfilled. But if you try to fulfill the want first, it's much harder because then you have a house or apartment or a room based on want and getting what you need um, isn't so easy as buying a can of paint. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because what you might need is for this room to be quiet, to be in a very silent area. But if you base your um, your uh, shopping, your looking on want, yes, maybe the room is very pretty and uh, that's nice, but it's loud. Your neighbors are very loud. And so the place that you needed to shoot these videos, it, it won't work. Right. And then people say, well, what happened? I had this great room and I found what I wanted. But it's not right. It's not fulfilling because you forgot to put need first. Right. That makes so much sense. That's all I need is quiet. I just need quiet and privacy and no distractions or interruptions so I can focus. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, if you don't have those things inside the house, you can uh, want, uh, you need it quiet. You found a place where neighbors are pretty quiet, no big noises. Then you can put soundproofing panels all over the walls. And that would help insulate it even more from Mm -hmm. when your partner is home, right? Or when the phone is ringing outside the room. So these are all ways that you can build, but finding the big need, fulfilling the big need, that has to come first. And the rest can be added or uh, refined. Yes? Mm -hmm. Embellishments, sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. I hope that that helps you and uh, all of you today. Uh, because that's the key to manifestation. When you get clear on what you need, first you have to get clear on how to tell the difference between wants, desires, and needs. And then when you get clear on what you need and you ask for divine help, you co-create, it's so much easier to fulfill those needs and then help you to add your wants to it uh, after the big need is fulfilled, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's very calming. Thank you. You are most welcome, beloved. And as always, remember that I love each and every one of you completely, 100%, 
unconditionally. Mm. We love you Namaste. too, Mother. Thank you, my Nam- dear. Namaste. Namaste, Mother. You know what? Not not to put. You know, I just want to offer her compliment. I absolutely adore the way she teaches. I agree. Whether, whether I'm with you or by myself, that just the way she teaches, it's always exactly what you need to hear to get you that little step forward, make yeah. you feel empowered, and make you feel. And I feel calmer and safer. Um, I'm not up against this terrible experience. It's just all this hectic energy um but i was just smiling the whole time and then when she said well you know you could you get the room so you've satisfied that need and that to me is like yes it's like the big revelation yes satisfy the need add the wants to it and you can paint the room and i'm thinking well it's a good thing my husband's a painter and <laughs> and that's convenient and, right and I, I felt a few hints in there, you know what I mean? So I just had a smile on my face the whole time, like, wow. Yeah, and that's, that's what she has been teaching me for so many years, that, you know, if I just stop and get clear on what I need, she's more than happy to fulfill it. I used to kind of feel this, hmm, I thought that, my needs didn't matter in comparison to what she wanted for my life or our work. And of course, as the years go by and I go deeper into her teachings, I realize that what I need is exactly what she, the direction she wants our teachings to go in. And do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's like, um, she would never, ever uh, subvert my needs, you know, or, or repress my needs right. or, or put the way she wants something done above my needs. Uh, and I, you know, that the terrible feelings of, of inferiority that I've struggled with most of my life, that's where that came from, that my needs aren't important, that everybody else's needs uh, are more important than mine. So, uh, you know, she let me put her, (laughs) she let me put, you know, her needs uh, first or whatever for a long time. And finally she was like, are you getting tired of this? this, Are you finally (laughs) realizing that your needs are are very important? And the fulfillment of my needs 
are a critical piece of our work together. Go figure. When did that happen? What? When did when did that happen? That that moment, that pivotal moment. Gosh, I'm going to say about ten years ago. Um, huh. And it it was definitely a beginning, and uh-huh. I started to realize that if I didn't allow her to fulfill my needs, if I didn't get clear on what my needs are. And not just all in one shot, but ongoing, right? If, mm-hmm. if I'm not clear about my needs, um, that's the fastest way to burn out as a channel, fastest way to burn out and create ill health. And, uh, and then where are we going to be? You know, then if I, can't, if, if I can't be the vessel, then, um, then it's done. Then that's it, you know? Yeah. Oh, my. So it's uh, I'm very grateful, very grateful. Me too. I just have so much swimming around in my head. There's so much that has happened recently, and then and then everything she just said was kind of an extension of everything she's been telling me. So it all fits together, and I really feel just a lot more calm and certain. There's there's a a, a renewed certainty that maybe perhaps I lost. Over the past few weeks, does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm so glad. That's wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So I'm not going to worry. I'm just going to pack. Good. Yeah, faith over fear, baby. Faith over faith fear. Faith over fear, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it. I wrote that down. I'm going to do it every good. day. Good. Oh, this has been wonderful. It As has. always. Thank you so okay. much for having us, Charlotte. It is such a you're, joy to be here. You're so welcome. I want to remind everybody, BelovedPublications.com is Danielle's website. Go check it out. Join the community. Look into everything that she offers. And don't forget my website, SpiritualInsightsRadio.com. I don't know if you saw it, Danielle, but I put together because do you remember when I apologized to Mother once for asking her a question she had answered somewhere else, maybe at one of your events? And I said, I apologize if I made you duplicate what you said, what, what you said in other, at other times. And she said, oh, no, beloved, I never duplicate. I had an immediate idea. Well, then, someone should get all this material and put it all in one place. So I put links to all your YouTube videos, links to your appearances on Conscious Talk, Brenda and uh, Rob. Thank you. I heard that at the beginning of the show. That is so incredible. And I have. I've, I've looked at the page on your website recently. It's awesome. Thank you so much. I just, I just want everybody to have easy access to all of her material, no matter where it comes from. And uh, it was an honor to do it. Um, you know, it was just a little service on my part. That's all. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So I will speak to you soon these days fly by so quickly next thing you know we'll be back on the air talking about something else delicious yes yes i agree have a fabulous month honey thank you you too talk to you next time okay okay bye-bye all right everybody i hope you enjoyed that as much as we did um, do tune in uh, tomorrow. We're, we'll be discussing A Course in Miracles and uh, other wonderful segments in this month. And uh, until next time, God bless and be at peace. And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. 
It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the Geico app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the Geico app. Look it in the mouth. Get amazing services. Thank you.